0: Thank you for tuning in. This is episode two of Lindsay Live. That is the music of Catherine Wills and Ash Morales that you hear throughout the podcast, both graduates of the Lindsay High School Guitar Program. We appreciate having their music to welcome you back to another episode of Lindsay Live. Today, we're discussing the importance of working with our learners and their families to establish personalized learning plans and set SMART goals. When learning plans are not personalized to an individual learner, it can feel like the adults are leading them through each lesson. It becomes difficult for the learner to connect with their goals, and it can feel like they're jumping through hoops. A personalized learning plan, or PLP, is a plan of action that we build together with our learner. The PLP is based in data and crafted to account for the learner's interests and learning style. We consider all these factors to determine the pacing, topics, and approaches that will best complement our learner and maximize their learning efficiency. In our performance-based system, learners are valued partners and invested in learning. We want them to own their own learning and play a part in the creation of their goals and the construction of their learning plan. When learners help to set goals, they embrace responsibility for their progress and learn how to be self-directed learners. It's the only way to know for certain that the goals we create will be relevant and meaningful to them. Not only does collaborative goal setting create stronger goals and relevant lesson plans, it also teaches our learners a valuable life skill. To succeed in our daily lives, we must constantly set goals for ourselves and develop plans to achieve them. These goals should fit the SMART criteria, meaning they should be specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. Goals need to be specific. A goal that is too broad will have our learners unsure of how to progress. We can't create an action plan based on a goal like learn more about the Civil War. But we can certainly map out actionable steps for understand the key differences in ideologies between the Northern and Southern states. Goals must be attainable. A goal that is too easy will not push our learner to grow. But a goal that is too rigorous to be attained will only discourage our learner and not allow them to create a realistic and useful learning plan. They should be relevant. There is no one-size-fits-all goal that will work for every individual, so why should we expect one to exist for learners? Each individual will approach a learning target in his or her own way, and linking that target to a topic of interest or a relevant part of that learner's life will motivate them to achieve. Finally, goals must be time-bound. In Lindsay, we understand that everyone learns in different ways and in different time frames. Personalizing a learning plan means recognizing the needs of each learner in regards to pacing, interests, and educational supports. It does not mean that deadlines and accountability go out the window. In fact, the opposite is true. The personalized learning plan is an agreement between the learner, learning facilitator, and the family that motivates the learner and holds them personally accountable for their progress. Collaboration is the cornerstone of the personalized learning plan but it is not just the learner and learning facilitator working together. The process works best when the learner's family is involved as well. When we are intentional about making the parent part of this process, we take them off the sideline and make them a critical partner in the educational process with their child. Parents become partners when they know where their child is in their learning and have a clear understanding of where they are headed. Involving the parent in the creation of the learning plan keeps them involved in the process. There are no surprises. The learning facilitator and the parents are constantly aware of what topics and targets the learner is facing. This shifts the conversation from, what did you learn at school today? To, what progress have you made towards your goal? Are there any adjustments that need to be made in order to meet your pacing timelines? What are the next steps? and how can we help you to achieve your goals. Our guests on today's show have first-hand experience crafting a meaningful learning plan together. They know exactly what it takes to work together to set goals that set the learner up for success. Ashley Villanueva is a Content Level 5 learner from the Washington Learning Community. She's been a part of Lindsay's performance-based system since her first day of school. Nelly Lopez plays two roles. She serves not only as a learning facilitator in the Washington learning community, but also as a parent to a Washington learner. She's been teaching in Lindsay for 10 years and a part of our performance-based system since its inception. We'll discuss the process of building personalized learning plans and setting SMART goals. It's sure to be an insightful discussion, so make sure you stay tuned to Lindsay Live. Welcome back to our second episode of Lindsay Live. I'm here with Ashley Villanueva, a learner from the Washington Learning Community, and Nelly Lopez, a learning facilitator and parent at Washington. And Ms. Lopez, can you start us off by walking us through the process of building a personalized learning plan? Explain what that looks like in an actual learning environment.
1: A PLP is a personalized learning plan that we create for each student. It's indiv- individualized. And it helps them to see where they need to be at the end of the year. I take in what they come with, their strategy, skills. And from there, I'm able to build a plan that's going to get them through step by step till the end of the year with the use of SMART goals that together with them, along with the parents, we create to get them where they need to be.
0: Ashley, how does having a PLP help you in the learning process?
2: It helps my learning because it shows me what I need to increase on and where I need to be at by the end of the year. With the help of my learning facilitator, I create goals to meet them step-by-step.
0: Ms. Lopez, you're in a unique situation. You're not only a learning facilitator at Washington, but you're also a parent to a learner there. As a parent, what is your role in the process of building a PLP?
1: As a parent, I... I like the fact that I know exactly where my child is at and I can actually steer her into where she needs to go to academically from home. So with the help of her learning facilitator, she brings home her goals and now our discussions at home along with my husband are, what are we going to do to get you there? We're all a part of this. We're a team and it really differs from where I grew up in a traditional system where only my teacher knew where I was at. The only time my parents knew anything about my academics were for parent conferences, which I dreaded. It really brought some type of anxiety, and I really never knew where I was at academically, knowing that my own daughter doesn't have to go through this. She's happy, she loves going to school, and even when she fails at a learning target, she comes home and she's able to communicate that with us, and we're able to support her in good situations and bad situations.
0: So how are you involved in that process? At what point does the learning facilitator bring you in, and what does your involvement look like?
1: What I've liked about Washington is that they really do their very best to let the parents be involved with learning and power. They actually train us on how to go onto the computer and understand the parent perspective of it. So I can go in anytime and, you and know, quickly check what's going on. Has my daughter taken a 3V? How did she do? They're very open with their communication via email, text messaging. A lot of them use many different apps that it's a quick, you know, app on my phone where this is happening on Friday, make sure your your child is prepared. So they really do bring us in and let us know where they're at on a weekly basis.
0: As a learning facilitator, do you see a lot of parents using Empower and logging in on a regular basis?
1: At- not as much as I wish we could, and I think it's kind of like baby steps. Now, first, we're getting them used to an app on the phone, and when they feel okay with that, because a phone is something they can use very easily, and I think our next step is getting them onto the computer and making sure that they can do it. But they, uh, the fact that the school has taken that time to train our parents and use them, I think now it's just having the devices themselves to be able to have that at home and look at it.
0: Certainly in the area that we're in, we deal with a technology gap there between our learning facilitators and our parents. But what have you seen the district doing to actually go about tackling that issue?
1: Well, I know for sure just the fact that now, like my daughter brings home her device and she can show me, look, mom, I went, I was on School City today and I can actually go on there really quick and she shows me her scores. So I think getting the kids and getting them to sh- use their devices to bring the parents in and show them, would be our next steps, too.
0: Has that been helpful for you, Ashley? Have you had any opportunities to use technology to get your parents involved and make them a part of your learning process?
2: Yeah, because since Washington lets us bring our devices home, we could do um, Reading Plus, Dreambox, do more math, and we could increase on our learning ac- academics.
0: And your parents are able to get involved and help you out with that?
2: Yeah, because when I get home, they ask me to, if we took any tests. And then, if I say yes, will they tell me to show them?
0: For our listeners who aren't really familiar with the PBS system, how is building a PLP different than traditional goal setting?
1: I'll be very honest. In the traditional setting, I don't think I built goals. It was just, here's the standard I need to teach, and I would teach it to the whole class, but I never went in to make sure that every individual I looked at their skills, their strategies, to see what they needed to get there. I literally was more, this is what I need to do, this is how I'm going to teach it, without taking into consideration what the kids came in with and where they were at. And so now with the PLP, that data is given to me day one. I'm looking at it, and with their help, we're building already strategies that help them and really make them reach their own individual goals.
0: So what exactly is a PLP and how is it different than a goal?
1: To me, a PLP is overall. It's like overarching where they need to be by the end of us, you know, the end of the year. Now my SMART goals help me build to that PLP. So let's say by the end of the year they need to be reading at a specific Lexile. And so they're not there yet. I'm going to make it step-by-step step with their help to get them to that end-of-the-year goal.
0: So what I'm hearing you say is the PLP is more of an overarching mission, whereas the individual SMART goals are more exactly. essential steps to get us there. Steps that get us We've there. We've heard a lot of these different acronyms, ILPs, IEPs. What's a PLP and how is it different from those other ones that we've been using for years?
1: IEPs were only for individual students for special needs. An ILP was used for learners that were behind. And so we had a a big percentage of students that weren't even looked at and seen with a plan. So those students were kind of just like, oh, they're doing okay and let them move on. But at the same time, they weren't being challenged. There's some kids that come into your class already at grade level, so they're bored in class, they have nothing to do. With this PLP, we're actually able to move them even further and challenge them and make sure that they get as far as they can. And now we're looking at 100% of our population, not just specific demographics that we have in there based on specific needs, it's everybody as a whole.
0: So in a sense, we've been using this strategy for years, but only for underachieving or behind pace learners. And we basically just said, hey, why don't we have this for everyone? Our on pace learners and our fast runners, everyone should have an opportunity to customize their learning.
1: Exactly. And what I've noticed is now it's also brought down um, classroom management. I mean, now everyone's doing something where before, maybe because they had nothing to do and they were bored, it was causing them to actually act out in class and cause some trouble. Now it's everyone has something to do. How do
0: you integrate the learner's personal interests into the creation of PLP and goals?
1: This is where the parents come in. <laughs> um, we really like getting that feedback from them. They help us like hobbies, what are their special interests that I'm not aware of? And so creating you know, something like a PowerPoint based on what they like or reading things that they like, bringing in projects. So the parents are crucial to this piece because no one knows a child more than them. And being able to have that open communication with them, making that work better for their own children, it really helps us out. So that piece there, that's where I really feel that the parent, me, myself, is where I come in and can really help them.
0: So stepping back from the learning facilitator lens, you have a daughter. Have you seen a difference in her approach to learning since we started this strategy?
1: Completely. She, right now, as a matter of fact, she reading. She's an avid reader, which is something every parent wants. And it's only because I was able to have that conversation with her learning facilitator because I'm able to communicate that to them. They're able to apply it for her and she's loving it. It's not really work <laughs> it's something she enjoys
0: so smart goals how often do we set them and at what point do we reference them
1: I do them as needed so let's say a student has met their goal and we we'll put two weeks into it then we go ahead and check did it work check and adjust almost like a science project and if it did we move on to the next target if it didn't what can we do different and then we make a bank of strategies that have helped other students so that maybe you know what this didn't work for us what has helped others that maybe we can you know take and try it maybe something new that we've never thought of and the learners really do help me with this piece because they're the ones telling me i tried this this time and so just building a bank of different strategies that might help them really helps the peers because it's coming from them and not me telling them what to do
0: so Ashley, can you give us an example of a SMART goal that you might be working on right now?
1: What we're working on in
2: class right now is that we're, we're trying to make our writings, we're trying to put in our writings figurative language and we're trying to finish our first two writings.
0: And how are you doing with that SMART goal?
2: Well, our SMART goal is to try to um, finish the two writings before Friday so that, that way on Monday we could move on to our imaginary writings.
1: And what are some strategies that you're using?
2: Well, I take my notebook home so that I could finish it and then I ask my learning facilitator if I could borrow the figurative language cards.
0: After you come back on Monday and you take another look at that goal, where do you go from there?
2: If, if I finished it during the weekend, then I ask her if I can move on to my next writing so that, so that I don't waste my time waiting for the other students.
0: How often do you go back and check and adjust those goals?
2: Well, I normally go back every two weeks. It's important because if you don't check, you wouldn't know what you need to increase on or be better at.
0: Ms. Lopez, let's bring you back in here. What's the process for monitoring those goals and making sure they align with the PLP?
1: We do have something called data walls, and most of the the time, the learners themselves are in charge of keeping track of those SMART goals. I do oversee it to make sure I, uh, everyone is, you know, keeping track. But for the majority of the part, because most of the learners have been in the system for so many years, that that piece is already there. I don't need to go tell them to do it. It's something that's already embedded within them. They They know, you know what, I can't go this far without checking. They do feel like they're falling behind. And the fact that they're nine years old and already doing that without having to be told really tells us how well this system is um, working for them because that's that's a life learning skill they need this in the future as you know when they get into a profession or anything they don't need to be told anymore it's something that they are looking at but if i do notice you know maybe one or two aren't getting them and getting them used to making sure that they do this
0: so it sounds to me like a lot of our success is a product of building a great culture.
1: That is exactly.
0: Did you have any struggles building that culture, and if you did, how did you overcome them?
1: I think that was my biggest struggle, <laughs> me letting go. I, I'm, I'm used to, you know, make keep being in control. I guess you can say, and letting go of the tasks that I used to do in the traditional system. It, it was really hard to say oh they're going to be doing this so it's a process and I can see a big difference just in myself of making sure that I, I go by my name I facilitate for them and they are the ones in charge and taking ownership of what they are learning in the classroom and I think to me that's the biggest struggle of coming into this system
0: that was a big theme in our last episode when we talked about vision and code. All three of our learning facilitators said that <laughs> letting go was that moment that really changed their life. I completely that's, agree. That's what our performance-based system is really all about, it, being learner-centered and letting them take control of the learning environment. Ashley, have you noticed any, any instances in your learning where it felt like you were really in control of the learning? And what does that feel like to you as a learner?
2: Um, The way it feels like as a learner is that you know that you shouldn't give up on what you want to complete.
0: So what happens when you don't meet that goal?
2: What happens when the goal is not met is that you need to talk to your learning facilitator about what changes and strategies you need to do to meet that goal.
0: What's something a lot of people miss when it comes to goal setting?
1: I really think that when, when Starting a SMART goal, it almost, i at least for me, when I was creating it for the first time, I didn't see room for failure. And it's, you know, it goes along with that growth mindset that it's okay and learning from our mistakes truly does make us better at what we're doing. So um, that's something that I learned in the process and I really, really like to tell my learners is, you know what? If it doesn't work this time, it doesn't mean that life is over. We have time, and we're going to go back, and we're going to try something new. And so checking and adjusting and really, truly having that growth mindset and letting them know that mistakes are okay really does help us, and we need that type of mindset for this system.
0: And that is exactly what it's all about. Set a goal, check and adjust, and treat those failures as an opportunity for growth. Any other closing words of wisdom for new parents or new learning facilitators, new learners who are interested in adopting this philosophy and experiencing it for themselves?
1: For our new parents, I would tell them really take those five minutes to go into the school, get to know your learning facilitator, and don't be afraid to try new things. Like technology, I know for most parents, is almost like, you know I can't do this so I'm like qu- it, honestly it's gonna help your own children at the end of the day and you'll be aware you won't have to wi- uh, wait for a parent conference you really know day to day what's happening in your child's life and take advantage of all the support that's there really there's so much for us and I do appreciate all that Lindsay is doing all the trainings they are giving us and giving us all that time to really be a part of my child's learning.
0: How about you, Ashley? Any words of wisdom for a new learner?
2: That even if they don't know what we're doing or they can't catch up, that anytime soon the start catch up that they shouldn't just give up.
0: Ashley Villanueva, Nelly Lopez, thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having
0: us. And thank you for listening. See you next time on Lindsay Live. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud and join us again next month for more discussion and insight from learners, learning facilitators, and other PBS stakeholders.